With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the season finale review of Peacemaker. Um, I'm the Clown Prince of Podcast, Travis Nell, two weeks away from the Batman, and I'm joined by the BFF, Kirkland Patzer. Finally. I'm the Ants, Taylor Field. Uh, we got a good one to talk about, so lots of things coming up. Uh, we got multiple newscasts to drop this week. Uh, me and Dylan next week are being a going a little we're going to be reviewing horizon forbidden west like you want to call it zero dawn still but forbidden west i'm just forbidden horizon coast. too yeah forbidden coast yeah pacific coast but uh lots of stuff happening there will be newscast me and taking to roof for texas texas chainsaw massacre and two weeks like i said as a batman that week of the batman you're gonna ca- get a cast every single day from this guy i'm gonna have to throw it to taylor and take a drink because apparently i can't speak at all right now i'm just so excited to talk about peacemaker so taylor Phil, where can they find us Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us with your internet connection in the search bar. Geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekverse cast is our Twitter and Geekverse on the Facebook. Exactly. And go down the links below because you can find everything we do, where to find us, the video, audio, how to support us, whether it's Geekverse, whether it's the multiple feeds, whether it is our podcast network where they chose. We're popping off everywhere. But if you want to support us big time and really, you know, as we've talked about before, you got to. I think it'll be next week. You got a comic versions dropping. You got stuff like side quests. All the other side geek first things that we do to pump up the channel is all because of you guys, your support, your funds literally fund more content. So we thank you. And in turn, you get ad free exclusive early episodes. Uh, the Dark Knight or just the retros for the Batman will be ending next week. We're releasing one that's never been out to the public. It's me and Dylan doing a retrospective on Arkham Asylum, actually. So that was a really fun one. We didn't complete the trilogy because that's when Dylan moved. So it all went to shit. But we got Arkham Asylum in there. Maybe one day we'll complete that trilogy. But then also Harry Potter starts. So you got Philosopher's Stone right now. And uh, Chamber of Secrets will be dropping sometime next week. So just you want to subscribe where we are because we just, we're just overflowing with content. You know what else is overflowing? The love for Peacemaker, because we're going to talk about Peacemaker. But before we do, uh, they announced us a few days ago that it's already been renewed for a season two, which I'm sure we'll talk about maybe some things that might happen. And it's been revealed that James Gunn is going to write and direct every single episode this time. So I think he did the majority of them this time, if not at least half. But yeah, he's back. And I've said this many times before, but if you didn't think he's going to be a DC guy after Guardians, this is... Uh, he's he's fully in business here but uh taylor also we're going to talk about the finale but are you excited that uh, we're going to be getting more next well they didn't say next year but just in the coming years we'll be getting more peacemaker i'm excited uh i think that uh, the story has a lot that it can expand with i mean where we've come so far there's still a lot of different uh avenues to pursue with this character and the characters that are associated with him leaves the door open for opportunity of new characters to join into the kind of the whole party mix i guess you could say so with how James Gunn did this first season, I'm very intrigued to see with him being much more invested into this sequel series, mm-hmm. what he's going to kind of deliver and what he's going to kind of come up with. So, yeah. What about you, Kirkland? you excited for some more Peacemaker? Yeah, I definitely am. This is a show that I, I didn't love, but I, I definitely liked pretty much every episode. So, you know, it's one that I, I'm 
uh, it was fun to follow week to week and talk about it with you guys and I, I i liked also just like the the like the threat level for the show i thought it it fit really well for uh just this world of peacemaker and mm-hmm. I, I i really i really grew to love the pretty much the whole cast so i'm glad to you know going forward i i'm not just saying goodbye to everyone in this season so that that's nice and yeah i'm just excited to you know expand on the on the world even more yeah, so let's talk about how we're getting to that world because this is the end of season one. So as usual, we will not say anything spoiler-wise until we get there. And make sure you go watch the episodes. There's some big things. And make sure you don't complain on Twitter if you've been spoiled because I will say some stuff happens in this finale. And always when these big finales of things happen, oh, I got spoiled on Twitter, all blah, blah. And I get it. And I was having a conversation with this about actually uh, from Ray from Fans of With Borders. And we've been on Fodka Stream with them. And he's He's completely on the other side and i see his points where i go i get it people are assholes they're dicks like we shouldn't have to deal with people that are trying to spoil things for people but it's gonna be like it has been like that for the past decade it's gonna be like that till we die and for me maybe it sounds bad you just have to look at the lay of the land and see the situation and adapt to it and that's where it's like it sounds bad for me to say but i don't feel bad for anybody that got spoiled on this because just log off for a day you mute words you mute notifications but literally i've done that many times you just log off you just don't check twitter at all it's just it's just non-existent and that's why i think some people are just they they have this thing like oh i had to you know i got spoiled i think you just gotta admit that you might be addicted to twitter and i like that one of my twitter users was like yeah i am addicted to twitter but that's why i don't get mad when i get spoiled like that's the perfect response to have and that's just again i had that today where it's just like man all you have to especially for lots of these people that watch in the morning just don't just don't do it and it's the same thing on our podcast if you haven't seen it go watch it then come back you know it's i don't know i have no sympathy for people that get spoiled these things it's it's routine we know how this goes oh boy so did you get did, did you get it spoiled today travis <laughs> no i didn't no because you know what i didn't go on twitter till i watched the episode because i knew oh it's the finale of peacemaker something big might happen so, yeah. and it's obviously different with us because we watch mandalorian and stuff at midnight but all like the week of the batman i will be off off twitter timeline and the thing like people don't i don't understand i guess is you can check your dms without looking at your timeline you can send tweets without looking at your timeline Brent taught me this that you can actually block notifications. So if I tag Kirkland, you can block the block the preview. So you could go into your notifications and look, but you don't have to get it shoved in your face. There's just so many avenues not to get spoiled. But today, because of some things that happened in this episode, there's so many of just like, oh, people always spoiling stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's not even been out for six hours and people are spoiling stuff. Don't go on Twitter. Get like <laughs> don't be so addicted. Like, it's just an app. Log off for a bit. Go touch some grass. Go eat some nachos. Listen to some music. Like, it's not like this. It's such a minute thing of like it's so easy. And I understand like Ray and other people's point of like we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, we shouldn't, but people are always gonna be dicks. People like so many of these people with these like, you know, fake names and they don't have a picture of themselves on profile, like Come on. And if Hamilton is sharing all the Batman spoilers after the first. Now, I, he can do this on. Well, actually, I don't agree with this. This is a mini rant here. Once the movie or show is wide release, then it's fair game. Early screenings, previews, or if you're like a critic who saw it weeks earlier, no, that's not. And Clay, if you DM me with spoilers, you will be fired from this network. I was gonna say, legitimately, that's, this time. <laughs> that's a dangerous thing, like DMing spoilers to someone. That's that's a whole yeah. new realm. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I just, I don't know. It Targeted was just attack. It just reminded me, and I had a good thread today, and like that's a good thing. A thread of people, of people that disagree with me and agree with me. It was just like, 
I just don't get it. It's the easiest thing. Just don't look at that app for a bit. This, your phone has so many things you can do with it. You don't got to go with the bluebird, you know? just We have a, a rule in the Geek First chat. A month. <laughs> a month before you drop spoilers, yeah. Yeah, and, and GUA, we do the same for everyone checks, but that's not the internet, right? Those are private chats. The internet is wide, and people want to react, or people want to be jerks, but I don't know. I don't feel bad, so people, like I said, just find ways. Watch the minefield. So... Tearfield, what did you think about this? No, I was gonna say first episode. This last episode, non spoilers, uh, right? Non spoilers. Yeah, Clay said I've never heard of people tagging people in order to spoil them. That as well. I had heard that from people. Like when I started listening to podcasts, I heard many podcasters that would happen where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go see the movie, and they get tagged as like a fuck you sort of deal. Like, like let's say if I like the Batman, right, and I just told someone to go fuck themselves, like some one star person on Apple Podcasts, right? I say, hey, flaming hot Cheetos, go fuck yourself for that one star for saying my room's too green. He may see the Batman march first, find my Twitter handle and then send me that which I guarantee right now someone's listening but that's not going to happen because I'm going to be logging off and people won't be able to message me because the people that message me I'll be allowing them to but that's what would happen is they just want to you know that's what we do it's, it's our tactic we use against our competition podcasters just to yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's what we'll start doing yeah uh, anyway say so yeah, non-spoiler thoughts of the finale Peacemaker Oh, I mean, you said you gave us a spoiler warning early on, and I'm glad you did because this episode was full of like plenty, plenty full surprises and a couple really kind of good conclusive elements to wrap up this story and the characters all together, their their kind of progression. And I'm quite happy with the ending we got of this season. Uh, I I had one moment where I was like torn, like, oh, God, like, I don't know how I feel about this. But sure enough, the character in this situation went with it uh, or went with you know their gut and it led to some pretty pretty awesome a pretty awesome scene actually that followed but um, <laughs> there there is no lack of of humor in this episode there there was hence my nickname which i'll talk about too in spoilers i was just laughing my head off because it was just so fucking ridiculous and pointless so good ending yeah, I found myself like actually belly laughing quite a few times in this episode, which was which was awesome because I, I there was quite a few spots throughout the show that actually had me like that. Um, the humor just really really hit me, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad there's a couple of those in the finale. Um, I I'm also just really glad of like the pacing. I, I think of the show in general because I think this is a show that could have had like a really just clusterfuck of a finale um you know hawkeye was kind of like that with just how many things they had to tackle um but like the fact that they were able to you know pretty much deal with the the white dragon last episode and then they could just focus on another threat in this one i i I just really liked how they spaced those out um because yeah it, it, it was a i think it was a satisfying ending uh for at least the season one but you know leave it open for, for future stuff but mm-hmm. all in all I, I i really really like this episode uh it's probably one of my favorites of of the this the season and yeah humor was great i thought the action was pretty pretty damn awesome as well and yeah i i really like the character moments i i think quite a few people that might have been side characters had their moment to shine so yeah it was uh it was lots of fun and like I said, it was, I I really liked just the the threat level that they were dealing with in this season. It didn't seem, it didn't seem too little, but it also didn't seem like too much. I f- I feel like maybe it was just like a slight tad too much, just to like have enough peril, like you know, for the viewer, like oh, can they actually do this on their own? And yeah, it was uh, it was really good. 
Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Now, if you were asking me, like, oh, is this one of the best finales you've ever seen? No, but I think it's a perfect finale finale for this show as far as it has the outrageous humor moments that make you belly laugh, the moments that don't make you laugh. You have some unpredictable things that happen. You have some really, really heartfelt moments throughout the show, especially near the back half. There's tons of those where it's just that's what was the best thing about Peacemaker and Suicide Squad and the show that, yeah, he is this douchebag dude bro character, but there's something more to him. And that's kind of like what this show is. Look at the opening credits of this show, right? You wouldn't think <laughs> that is versus what it happens that it would have this type of heart to it. So <laughs> you knew it was coming. I, I I heard you hesitate there. You gotta get that land cord. Just get the three hundred footer. <laughs> I'm not getting the three. I'm gonna I'm gonna search in my house. I'm fine in this room, but I'm not getting three hundred footer through my fucking house or whatever. Anyway, so it had heart <laughs> had heartfelt <laughs> moments. It had great uh, action. That was a really good thing. It had. And it kind of was full circle to what we started the whole season on. And it's funny that I tweeted about this, but in a world where we've had so many, I think, disappointing to, like, lackluster finales. Of, like, la- like finales that I've liked or passed or thought did a good job. Like something like Dexter, where I really like the ending. But, you know, overall, I still go, man, this was really rushed. Or Hawkeye or... Um, was or Boba Fett, you know, like right now, a lot of these kind of big franchise IP shows with their finales, I think, have really struggled to find the perfect footing. And again, even last year, we talked about this with like WandaVision, we talked about this with Falcon Winter Soldier. To me, Loki's the only one that really, really stuck the landing. So it's one of these things that's great to see. I do vouch by not every show, I guess, would need this, but the eight episode runtime, I think, is good. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a really good finale. It left in a place where it's closed, but if you needed more, you could do more, and that's exactly what they're doing. And yes, there is some big surprises in here, and there's some stuff that I was shocked to see. I could not believe that they pulled off. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we did this weekly because back and we went back and forth like, oh, should we, should we not? And now I really am, especially for a few reasons, but I really am glad that we did this. And uh, yeah, I, I like the show. James Gunn just continues to always put out quality comic book stuff whether it's guardians movie suicide squad or this the guy doesn't miss i think they're all varying degrees of good to great but still it's just like to make this much stuff and even peacemaker that's eight episodes right so yeah i'm very excited for season two i'm excited to see more of john cena in this role and even the side characters ended up growing to love so uh anything non-spoilers before we jump over there All right, so we're going to take our first ad break, and then we're going to be back with spoilers. So you're definitely going to want to tune out now if you've not seen it. So we'll we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Phantom Clay says, I used to have 100 feet duct tape to the ceiling, so it wouldn't be visible to the guests. Just do it now. <laughs> That's not the problem with the visible. It's just So like, ghetto, Clay. It's uh, so, Duct tape on your ceiling. It's like three rooms away where like the router is and stuff. Like I may have to, but... It's just annoying. Uh, Asbub says, as I said before, this finale was what people were expecting the Boba Fett finale was going to be. 
yes and no. I think the, pro- the the good thing with Peacemaker is it has a lot less expectations on it than Boba Fett does, especially Boba Fett had a lot after five and six. So I definitely agree as far as like even stuff like I know it's a little out of order, but when they do that action scene in the field when they're taking out all the butterflies, Boba Fett, I'm sorry. Other than, okay, Boba Fett had like, you know, him riding the Rancor and they had the back to back. There's a few moments, but for like one set piece. I don't understand Robert Rodriguez, who's known for these great action shots. That field scene was what I would have wanted from Boba Fett. I want more of just Mando and Boba doing that in the the open space. I would space. say the Rancor like isn't the only except like uh, equivalent to that. Like I would say when Boba would, and Mando so came out of the bar and they that, were like, I just said that. I thought you said just the Rancor thing. And no, and I literally said and Boba Mando together, but it's so small that it just. I wanted what they did with hardcore. A peacemaker and vigilante they should have done that with those two and they mm. did that a little bit and i'm not saying also you can't get radar and there's some fucking great kills like peacemaker busting in that shield he literally shoots the shield into a guy but that field scene felt ripped right out of like a high blockbuster movie it did not feel cheap it did not feel made for tv and it was hype they had the theme song playing and then it gets distorted that field scene i really really enjoyed and that's where again it just kind of felt it gave it that kind of epic feel as it went along so i don't know where i'm going with that but you guys the floor is yours as far as what you want to talk about next but i just wanted to shout out the field scene very good yeah the field scene was phenomenal um and that was kind of was i was hinting to in the non-spoiler where die beard kind of had a moment to shine mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say he executed it perfectly but you know he he held his own for not a field agent he did pretty good uh facing down the butterflies and yeah, just all the combat that followed that scene. It was it was really well done. The, it was shot really well. Um, it was a really cool location too. Just like kind of a mm-hmm. farm field like that with the big barn, and then some absolute destruction that followed. <laughs> it didn't end well for Die Beard though. Like I, mean, I have some moments to talk about before <laughs> when he does that, and then he runs back, and she's like, "I'm gonna go, you know, help out hardcore." And she's like, "Why? You're not even trained." And she's like, "I'm a bio." Was like, "I was born for this." And she leaves. And then Diebeard goes to follow her. And he literally just, like, breaks his shin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. That so one, I mean, that's... he didn't execute it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. He crawled over, though. But that one, that got me good. It was just, like, again, some of, like, the best times in the Shock show is, like, you. Family Guy and the Humor. Fuck. That, I, that was the last thing I was expecting was Diebeard just to break <laughs> his fucking shin trying to get over. But, damn, in, it was in the, worth it. In the time that uh, Adebayo got <laughs> over there to the barn, after her killing spree and then she just turns around and Diebeard's just right on the fucking ground there like that's a fucking like a mile it seemed like like the fact that he crawled that distance in that rate of speed just baffling he's hardcore man oh, yeah. I love too like right before the action you know the the op started on the on the barn there when they sent Eagly in to drop off the helmet that fucking got me I was really expecting him to like do it well <laughs> and then he just goes off to the right. You they know, just Pe- lose the helmet. Fuck, you know, Peacemaker's great at a lot of things, but his biggest <laughs> flaw is always overestimating what Eagly can do. <laughs> and, like, because it was this buildup of, at first he's trying to, like, take the helmet, and he won't take the helmet, and then he does in front of everybody. Even Harcourt's like, oh, my God, he takes the helmet, and you're like, man, yeah, he is going to do it. And Eagly just keeps flying <laughs> and flying and flying and then just drops it in the fucking middle of the way. Well, it's like... 
It's like the thing with the with the hug, right? And then, you know, Adebayo yeah. doesn't believe him at all. And then she actually witnesses, like, oh, my God, Eagle can actually do this. <laughs> it's his time to shine in the finale. Oh, my God, that had me good. It was, like, really drawn out, too, him just slowly going off. <laughs> yeah, it took so long. Out. Like, they focused on him for so long. <laughs> Oh man, that's definitely yeah. That that and the shin, it's definitely up there with the. And I'm gonna make myself laugh again, but the shooting of the old woman a few episodes of like, hey, I just want to. Oh, yeah. Like, like this episode had some. Like, luckily, for the most part, there was like that kind of farting competition at one point that I I was you know not really that wasn't no. grinding my gears, but most of the jokes were some of those like some bangers and some top tier Pierce Maker ones. So speaking the, of. Oh, sorry, Taylor, you, you go. I, I was just going to say, following up after Eagly drops that helmet, just uh, hence my nickname when <laughs> Dive Beard and Vigilante are talking about, like, the ants. And Vigilante just starts going off about, like, ants everywhere. And then Dive Beard's like, yeah, they're, you know, like, fish. There's so many fish, too. It's like, no, there's not that many fish, like, all in one spot. Like, all as many ants are together. And he's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, I don't fucking know either. And he puts his hand on his gun. <laughs> I just thought this is just really great oh uh, yeah that, that's a character i'm glad is sticking around because i i quite you know not all of his humor hit for me but vigilante was great throughout the season i think he definitely grew on me i remember from starting episode one and we were on the vodka stream i remember scott just talking about how much he hated vigilante and i was like you know what i kind of see that it's not really doing much for me i didn't have that pure passion that scott did but i was like yeah i don't really need him but it's it's come along as like i think again it helps that he is like, he always was supposed to be the butt of the joke, but he is really the butt of the joke. Like, he is almost supposed to be deliberately like that annoying person. Now it's kind of that uh, grow to love sort of thing. You hate to love him in a way. <laughs> and, yeah, th- th- there's, there there were some good moments with him. And he, even action. Like, man, poor cop from Scary Movie just got his head fucking annihilated oh, by fuck. Vigilante's machete. You know, just He like, was <laughs> sick in that field scene. Vigilante was just, like, slicing and dicing like a whiz. Oh, yeah. I love when he got shot. And he's like, oh, hang on a second. And he, like, threw his other knife backwards. And then he collapsed. Damn, that was some good shit. And, so, and mm-hmm. even Harcourt, I was, because I was talking about this with um, uh, Clay, because he was like, oh, I, you know, the rumors of Black Adam, you know, ru- like kind of ruined that scene for him. But for me, I remember the rumors that she's in Black Adam, but I also just thought when she got shot, like she got shot on the shoulder and then she got shot on the chest, I just thought, oh, maybe they're just fucking with us and she's not in Black Adam. Because I still think that is weird that she's in Black Adam. Like, I get it. She might be recruiting people, but I was like, really? Like, hardcore? Like, it wouldn't be Waller? Like, and I, I know there's some things that happen in this show that might explain that and the dcu might actually be starting to be fucking connected again who would have thunk like all this stuff's happening but for a second i did think she was going down like like she's shot all the times and she's bleeding from the mouth do you, you guys worry for hardcore at all or yeah absolutely I, I was worried for quite a few people actually like throughout the episode um <laughs> you know die beard even before he snapped his leg like when, when the butterflies were just chasing the field i'm like holy fuck they're just gonna like tear him apart oh right yeah here. When he was um, surrounded, it was oh, o- yeah. I thought it was over for him. And a bile drops that fucking walkie. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peacemaker just, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. How do you even do that? <laughs> <laughs> My hands are sweaty. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, I thought it was over for him. Classic, yeah. it's over for you. Like, There's so many surrounding him, and I'm just like, how is he going to get out of this? And luckily they did, like... I, I thought like they might still sign off, but I thought he might be dead by the time they got to it, you know. And and like that that just goes to show like what I was saying earlier about the threat level of the episode. Like I, I thought it was 
slightly above what they could have pulled off. So it was enough like, okay, maybe someone here is going to die. Um, I, I thought Vigilante was going to die at one point. I thought Adebayo, um, Die Beard, Hardcore. Like, like it, it was it was pretty... It was pretty good. I, I feel like there's some finales where it gets to the mm -hmm. end. It's just like, okay, this isn't even that exciting because I just know what's going to happen here. But I again, I, I thought the threat level was perfect for what the show was was just doing throughout the series or the season so far. So tips my hat off to them. Uh, Asbubs, try to remind me if you're still running. If not, try to remind myself about the uh, rumor and the farting competition thing because I want to bring that up when it's about the other big thing that happened too. So um, we'll go back to that. Taylor, what about Harcourt? Same thing. Do you think her or any other people were going to die in this finale while you were watching? I when she got she, she got taken out like a fucking like pro. Like she tanked that shit and took the butterflies out that were coming at her. Because yeah, shot in the shoulder and then shotgunned like in the hip, like the. Mm. fuck that's brutal but i thought she was gonna die and i thought okay this was just bullshit like they're just saying that she's in black Adam, yeah but that's completely just kibosh like they're just screwing with the fan base but i thought okay well maybe not like maybe she's gonna get infected by butterfly and they kept throwing all these left curves hey she's gonna die nope there's a butterfly crawling in her and i thought the butterfly was actually gonna get into her and then for a moment i thought okay well now that goth was taken out now they're to save Hawcourt, Haw maybe they're going to allow Goth to take her over or something. I was just trying to figure out, like, what is going on? Then she looks like she died at the end, but then, nope, she got to the hospital. So I'm happy. Happy she's alive. I really, really like that scene when uh, Chris goes in there and she's like, yeah, like you you waited this whole time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, like make sure I was okay. I really like that scene. Like, I think she delivered it with the tear coming down, like, her face and everything like that. But... I'm glad she's still kicking. I'm glad we got the whole crew that actually survived this f hot mess and coming out on top. So, yeah, I think that was a big moment too because we were talking about like, okay, will they kiss, have relations, and stuff like that. And the fact that he stayed there for weeks is, I think, in a show that shows you know his true quality and whatnot. You know, he had his chance to show his true quality, and he did. And I think it's again, I like that they didn't, even though eight episodes, it's lots of time. I like that they didn't make them. Like they were going that direction of a romance, but I obviously we have a season two, it'll happen. But I liked, as I've talked about before, I love that in Iron Man where Pepper and Tony don't kiss and they kind of save that. And I think that's smart here. And there's lots of options. You could make it that it's still build up. You could literally make it that when the team gets back together, they've been together this whole time, but they're like trying to keep it a secret from other people. Like this, that is that. And to me, that moment of him staying at the hospital for days is better than any like kiss a kiss a passion or something like that that cements the relationship more and it probably makes her look at him differently it, it it's definitely changed over time and she has kind of warmed up to him but this is definitely like the biggest act of like okay there is a decent guy plus i think she's talked about before she would understand him because she's talked about she's had to do many things that she regretted and didn't want to do right and i think they can kind of see each other on that level now i think unfortunately for them uh, the ghost of the dead dad's going to be a big monkey wrench in that situation. Like I could feel a big situation where him and hardcore are about to get it on and he sees his fucking dead dad, just like, I don't know, chewing him out or like yelling at him and everything like that. So I think that's going to be an issue going forward, but I'm really happy that they had that scene of him killing Robert Patrick. My hashtag trash told you is next season. He is just going to keep killing him again and again. We're going to get a lot of elaborate ways to kill him. But I love that at the end that he has his ghost dad. It's his bad version of Harry, and he's there. He's just haunting him because he has this PTSD of killing his dad. 
I was somebody that I liked primarily what they did with the dad and him kind of like the origin and trying very rejecting killing or trying to find a different way of killing as far as maybe not just so carelessly of like, okay, this person's bad or like not this person's bad. This person, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. I've just been told to kill. I'm going to do it. I like that this thread is going to be kept open for next year because I liked it, but I want more of it and we'll definitely get more of it. So I'm very happy that the ghost dad's going to be popping in and out. I imagine so next year. Yeah, I I like that as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was a terrible character <laughs> in the show, everything he stood for. But I like that actor enough that I, I'm glad to know that he's not just off the show now that he's been killed off. And this will this will play really well in just developing the character of Peacemaker. So yeah, I, I'm glad it went that route. It left led to that <laughs> hilarious scene when he's just. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got to kill his 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 dad again and then he was about to pull out his gun and then <laughs> no what does he even say like the dad's like shitting on him for about to pull out his gun he's like no i wasn't even gonna do that i was going for the blow dart right away and he's just like being you know a terrible dad to him and just keeping mm-hmm. him on his toes and it's just hilarious how like little uh <laughs> peacemaker feels because he just like really has to he has to he has to let his dad know that that you know um like like he's getting the better of him here or maybe he doesn't he's not getting under his skin like he's just insecure in his own skin so it's it's funny (laughs) just the way that his dad shit talks him um and yeah just you know if if this isn't the last time i i see him die on screen i i I think that'll just just lead to some more good stuff whether it's hardcore or other characters just witnessing him (laughs) you know pull out a blow dart and just shoot something randomly in in the world and it's funny because, like, we did minor spoilers for Dexter, but the, earlier in the season of Dexter, there were some moments where Dexter was getting heated at a character, and we're like, do other people see this, or this just in his mind? We kind of got to an answer, like, okay, it's just in his mind. So this, I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but then when Harcourt, like, walks up on him, and he's literally just, like, yelling at a tree, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just, uh, and she finds the helmet, and he kind of, like, makes it seem like that's what he was doing like oh i found the help like he was trying to play it off like very nonchalant but i was very surprised that i'm all down for them knowing he was saying that because like you just said Kirk, i think it's going to lead to some interesting situations when they're on a mission and they just see him freaking out but at the same time it kind of fits for the more serious side of the show when they do make him seem like he is a guy suffering ptsd because that happens a lot with people right they have flashbacks or they have traumatic events kind of replayed over and obviously this is going to be played for some comedy but i also think they're going to play it like it's just like he's for sadness you know like it's a really bad trait to have and mm-hmm. i think they will feel bad for this guy but i was uh, i was caught off guard that that's the choice they're doing that people are going to be able to see him yelling at his dad and i'm sure it's going to lead to some interesting uh situations for the cast and crew i think uh i thought see. he was not going to say anything listeners well, i literally said that taylor and taylor's like shaking his head like yeah i was kind of a nice trying to transition to taylor maybe give his thoughts on this but he's like yeah travis you're right <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be a good one yeah no i i do Super think Bowl that will well. Super Bowl did very well. True and true. Uh, true and true. <laughs> I think that whole setup of the dad just kind of coming into being like a, not like a spirit, but just kind of looming over him as a mental issue, I think is great. I think it's a fantastic way to keep the character alive. And just like you mentioned, Kirkland, just he's talking shit and how he's just calling out Peacemaker. He's like, yeah, you took out my physical body. But I'm still there in the mind, like, <laughs> and him just like struggling. Like, 
I wasn't going for my gun. And, you know, because the, the, the butterflies will hear it. And the dad's like, oh, God damn it. I almost got you. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is so fun. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's just sitting there in Hogwarts, just seeing him for this long period of time, just talking about talking to him himself really and just it cuts out from like him blowing the like little dart on the guy's forehead and then cuts out to like no one being there and then back to the scene where the the guys the dad's like <laughs> dying again i'm wondering trying to understand like the relevance like it was it just coincidence that the helmet was there or is there some kind of significance to that scene a little bit more because i feel I like it's like very it's, significant I've- Maybe I feel like it's coincidence, but in season two, if they do that like right away again, then I'll be like, okay. I guess his dad's leading him to someplace, but I think like it was just coincidence so they could have Harcourt not calm out that moment because mm. that helmet's not there. She's gonna keep questioning, like, what the fuck's going on, dude? Like, you just shot a poison dart at a tree, like, you're not right, and everything like that. So I feel like it was just for the coincidence, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, what else about? We t- oh, that's what I want to talk about. The dye beard moment. Re- like, that moment was super touching for everybody when, obviously, what I'm referring to is he, the, the, the one of the, the scary movie guys, just like, what, what's wrong What's wrong with your face? What's wrong with his face? And he's like, excuse me? He's like, his face, like, his beard, like, it's all colored and everything. Like, why, do, why does he do that? Why does he die? Do and then he just is, like, sitting there quietly, and he's trying to think of something, and he's getting emotional. And then he starts explaining why, and he just explains that he's been single his whole life, and he's just very lonely and thought it would make him look younger. But it does the exact opposite. It just makes him look older because he didn't – but he didn't know that until someone pointed it out and made him feel really bad. And Chris is like, fuck, that's me. And it's just super sad where – and he's starting to get emotional. And then, of course, Scary Movie Guy walks just like, man, humans are pathetic, aren't they? And he's like <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and like Kirkland's laughing, but for Fuck. me, I, that was not, I did not laugh at all. That was probably the most heartfelt. The moment. It's, just, it's just thinking back on it now, it got me. <laughs> 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 fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, but like, him explaining that to me was the most emotional, most emotional, most emotional thing that has happened in this show because it's just like man you feel so bad for the guy and you kind of know why he's almost a little bit of an asshole too and he's insecure and and Mm -hmm. it was good for peacemaker i think i wish peacemaker and him maybe had a they had that moment at the end where they like said goodbye but like he was like doing the fake jerk off thing stuff i wish they had like i wish he maybe apologized or brought up and like apologized in a peacemaker way so i think that was missing there i know some might say oh you can do that in season two I feel like the Harcourt thing you can build to, this was so media of like, he should be, like, this happened just in the moment. He should be talking about this. With Harcourt, she's waking up. It's been days. I feel like there could have been a little bit more there. So that was a con for me. But that scene also really done by the, uh, really well done by the actor. It's not like he's been bad or anything, but he has some moments in the show, but this was a bigger moment for him. And I think he really delivered. So yeah, that, that was a home run segment for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> like I was saying like in the moment i i wasn't laughing hard <laughs> just, kirkland's this fucking just, peacemaker over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dive fucking me in this fucking losers no it, it was a really touchy moment especially like the zoom in shot on peacemaker and when he's realizing that he is that bully and i yeah. feel like pretty much this whole season has been like a big transition for peacemaker from being that super insecure bully you know that would just lash out because he's super insecure with his own his own upbringing, his own just, like, 
the, his whole process of just being the peacemaker and just killing people and always doing that, whether it was his dad telling him that, whether it was Amanda Waller or like whoever was, he, he, he was he was kind of trapped in the situation that that he was raised up in, um, and then also just like like making friends. I feel like a big theme also in the season is actually trusting people uh mm. he goes back and forth with that on adebayo but also just the relationship that him and diebeard have like i think it's like the very first episode or second episode um i shout it out when <laughs> he's like on the bed and he's just having like an emotional breakdown he's like you always push everyone away like even diebeard even though he could be your friend like like he he knew that that could have been a potential friend but he's just so insecure like so he just has to be a bully. He has to lash out at others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, like, this is just another emphasis on that right at the end of the finale when Doug Beard is just spilling his beans. <laughs> Why'd you spill your beans? And, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a good moment. But just looking back on it, especially the scary movie guy, I feel like yeah. he just makes anything funnier. Uh, t- I know what you to- did. <laughs> 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 is it I know what you did or no? What it's is, not. Is, but you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> is it just I know, or is it everyone know. knows, or what? It's <laughs> I know. <laughs> just this micro penis. Very great movie. Uh, Taylor, any thoughts on Die Beard? Or do you want to move to a new topic? I love this. His character and his development in this episode i thought it was great starting from when he's going in and the guy from scary movie just comes up he's like hey what are you doing and he's like i'm guy from scary movie we won't learn his name he's just the guy from scary movie and we wouldn't call the other people that we'd call anna ferris anna ferris shane mar the sean and marlon wayne but he's the scary movie guy who the fuck did this? (laughs) oh but yeah he's uh, bobby's got a little dick too (laughs) He's, uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up like a gif of that scene. But no, anyways. you can't play that. There is a male penis on there. You'll take this YouTube channel down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't put that. I'm not going to. It's just his reaction is so good. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, no, just when. Uh, Divebeard's going into the barn and yeah, guy from Scary Movie approaches him and says like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And he just turns around and he's like, I'm taking this into the barn. It's like, okay, just making sure. (laughs) And Peacemaker's like, holy shit, that worked. Um, But just the moment he went in, he started puking and then he felt really heavy when he got in there. And then when he saw the cow, just totally like freaking out by it, drops the helmet, just gets the hell out of there. That's when I really did think he was gonna he was gonna, you know, eat the <laughs> eat bugs, I guess you could say, or eat butterflies and <laughs> eat bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I I really uh I really felt for him when that bloody uh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I really felt for him when he was kind of venting and just sharing the the actual truth because I wasn't sure how that was gonna go and they didn't need to fucking put this in. We didn't need to have this like forty five seconds of exposition of this butterfly just confronting him and saying, "Why is why is your human your host dies beard? Why is it like that?" We didn't need that at all. But James but we Gunn did. went yeah. for it, did it, and it totally paid off. It worked. So I'm happy that we got it. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's take another ad break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> we need Thought to recover. You found it. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's take another ad break, and we'll be uh, right back. Kirkland, you're writing these down, right? You said yep, you were going to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, a big woman in the chat saying, boys, don't mean to toot my horn, but I called the butterflies mode of like two, episode two or three of the reviews. Well, big wombo, I feel like one, you got to be a scary movie fan. And two, yeah, we talked about that quickly where they revealed that um, <coughs> they brought the cow there and their planet like dissolved and stuff like that. So the, the cow was going to be used to feed them and their plan was not to like take over earth for power. It was just to live there. Something which I'm sure some people it's going to, I don't like it all depends where you fall and everything like that. But then the aliens are like, yeah, we decided we're not staying on earth because you guys are just fucking shit and you're going to turn all the shit. And I, I liked the, you know, I liked the whole sentiment of you know we try to do this but people are denying science they're being selfish they're hurting others one little incident and people talk about their freedoms being taken away and man sometimes with my twitter and facebook this hit a nail on the head people throw up a flag thing oh this is what it means it's like oh no you're just using that for excuse little person and that's why i like the aliens it's very current it's very like the boys where it's like yeah we were gonna stay here but you guys are awful it's kind of like ultron vision and asia ultron where it's like yeah these guys are doomed to fail and vision's like yes but you, you took it as they were gonna like opt out and leave Earth because I didn't get that impression. That's at why all. they were. That's why they were going. She says that. She says they were going to come. But to they're Earth. going to like Ohio. Yeah, she, she said, said they were moving the cow to like another another cavern on Earth, but they were staying at on Earth to change the political system. I thought they were the teleporting that cow away, like ways away. No, to another cavern. They were staying yeah. on Earth to save okay, humanity. Okay, I missed that part. So, but that's the same thing. And Peacemaker kills her, and right away he's like, "Did I make a mistake?" And I think we're gonna see that he probably did, because I like, oh, well, depends where you fall and whatnot. But I like that they're hitting on current themes, and yeah. So see, I missed that part, but I, they, I, they did talk about the whole like, yeah, you guys are just so shitty. Like, what are you gonna do here? Because they did not mean to come here to take over. They just wanted to live somewhere, even though like living somewhere, they still have to kill all these people right like they still like they don't like like share the body they break in the brain and that's it so there you go s says the same thing moon cry out across country so i completely missed that because i swear when they said like we need three people to teleport this thing i didn't think it would just be to like another spot on earth so yeah. there you go Travis snow <laughs> just uh yeah when john cena you know you get, or fuck peacemaker i guess his name is um when he's given the option there to help them out or not and uh he doesn't. He takes out mm-hmm. the cow. That was another one that actually just had me belly laughing was the fucking torpedo helmet. <laughs> he just <laughs> fucking sends Adebayo into the, I couldn't the cow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. No, I I was like chuckling like the first time when she comes down. She just shoots into the wall. It's like, okay, that, yeah. that was pretty funny. But when, he, <laughs> when she's like probably concussed, just like, like literally just dragging herself into the room. And <laughs> he just sends her at the cow. Uh, again, that was just that shock humor. It just had me had me going. It worked for, for me. For me, is when she like, cause yeah, you're right. Like she has no idea what's going on, and then like <laughs> she go gets sent, and then she falls out of the guts, and she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised they killed the cow like that. Like I, especially because the cow, I feel like they're trying to make it almost like it was there against its that will. That was very surgery. James Gunn esque, though. How they how they killed it. So I wasn't I wasn't. 
thinking of anything else. Well, I wasn't surprised with him. I still thought like somehow this thing might make it out because it's kind of a victim. But no, James gonna like no, this cow, it's going down and stuff. And yeah, R.I.P. to the cow. You know. Here, um, I, I found a gif here. It's <laughs> not the size of the hammer, so now you're throwing it. At <laughs> Which doesn't make much sense either, but we love. I think his name's Greg too. So Drax would be proud. A hundred, a hundred percent. Drax would be proud. Not of uh, this scene that we're showing off here, but uh, so we talked about torpedo helmet. Let's talk about a bio. She had a big arc here where she's kind of accepted being a killer. I know uh, Clay was said it earlier. Was not a fan of John Wick bio, but I, I think it's like a tad rushed for her having her doubts, but. Okay, in the heat of the moment, she had this kind of uprise of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this person. And then, to me, the biggest thing is she gets to go home with her wife. That's great and all. And then, she, like, what is so interesting, because we don't know the fate of what's happening. We're going to talk about the big thing coming up here. But with DC, if we do have Harcourt in Black Adam and we do, like, Flash's resetting some stuff. They're literally showing flat. They're literally set photos of the Batgirl movie. And it's Michael Keaton and Jim Gordon together. And it's J.K.'s Jim Gordon. So they're completely looks like, don't get mad, people. They're right, rewriting DC and they're maybe going to have some sort of you know, new continuity, but they're going to try and connect it all again. The fact that she, you know, is part of Argus and she literally sells out her mom on live TV and is talking about what the Suicide Squad is and why it should be disbanded. That doesn't mean it's going to be disbanded, but I was like, wow, there's some, this feels like there's going to have bigger repercussions than we thought. And even then, yeah, we have that big surprise we're going to talk about. That was big too. I was like, just seeing the fact that we're seeing this on a TV show is crazy, but the fact to me, that was almost even more so crazy, and that's where I think that I was talking about was Clay. Like, I think next season they'll get a villain that might be higher profile, and I know he was talking about like, oh, Deathstroke, and there's lots of other options. I actually think like Waller herself with some other bad guys like might have like this season, right? She was in two times. I think she could be the actual threat because whether it is, I don't know if she's going to take out her daughter, what the deal is, but I was really caught off guard when they kind of did the outing of the Suicide Squad, and to me that is a big moment. Like, does what does that mean for season two of Peacemaker? What does that mean for James Gunn's other Suicide Squad spinoffs? What does that mean about a potential Suicide Squad three or the Suicide Squad two? It really was like a big kick in the door of uh, okay it, again it gave the show stakes it started this little venture but they really did some big things so kirkland anything about abaya but also just like what do you what did you take from the squad kind of being publicly known now at least if people believe it yeah no i definitely agree with what you said where it caught me off guard um because yeah like this is consequence that doesn't just sit in the show peacemaker like this could go <clears throat> like this is already affecting the people that was in suicide squad but also i feel i don't know just it's possible like the dceu like 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 some sort of consequence coming from like this news uh mm -hmm. it, it's a big deal and really was not expecting that uh right at the end very very publicly um i was almost in disbelief like when she was on screen there like there's no way this is actually happening, but then you actually see Amanda Waller react, and yeah, very very surprising, and I'm very intrigued on the level of consequence that it has, because they could really, you know, like they could write it in a way that it doesn't have a, that big of an impression, like yeah. outside of the show. People don't believe her, you know. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But I this definitely, I feel like gives a good hint at what at least will be talked about in season two. So. 
And I like that it happened. I still even feel like this is a little bit rushed because I feel like she just went from her mom brought her in here that she maybe was scared or didn't know if her mom made the right call, but it still seemed like she like loved her mom or cared about her mom, where this is just kind of completely throwing her under the bus. So I feel that we needed maybe a little bit more for me. So I'm happy what we got there, but I still think it could have been fleshed out a little more. Maybe we'll get that next year. But I, I like everyone else just saying, oh, you're bad as your mom. You're going to be as bad as your mom. But she still has that connection with Waller, right? So that's why I wish even we got a scene where maybe Waller chewed her out or was acting really shitty towards yeah. her. But it didn't really happen. So Taylor, what do you think about uh, the Suicide Squad being revealed? I think it's kind of a good bow to wrap up the whole fiasco of the Suicide Squad. I think you have, you know, that original film, then you got the redo over, and I think with this, it's just like, hey, we we've we've we're finished with the Suicide Squad. We're not gonna get like a third one in that sense. I think this. You is don't it. think we're, so? I don't think so. I think we're just gonna be getting these characters continuing their stories in other mediums like the show and whatnot. I think you could see Harley Quinn popping off in another movie of sorts yeah. you know with other prominent uh, dc characters i think yeah like i said it was just a great way to kind of close out that whole ideology of like hey the suicide squad and i think it was it was really like powerful it was a great way to kind of end it off and make a statement like yeah you know my mom is amanda waller and she's running this top secret government program where the convicts uh, these villains are earning years off of their time sentence by doing horrible things for the government so i think it was great i loved how she ousted her and i loved getting that just quick brief scene of amanda waller like like what the fuck like just totally shocked i don't see her killing her daughter she looked more like she had just to accept this look of defeat on her face and she was like i'm gonna kill my own daughter i don't think that's in the cards for her i didn't get it at all throughout this you know their relationship in this show as brief as it was so yeah, I don't. I don't think she'll kill her, but I don't think she's gonna make her life easy. Like that. That like I. I don't know if it. Like okay, she wouldn't kill her. Do you think she would go as far as? Because I don't know how, like dark James Gunn wants to go. Wife. That's what I was wondering, right? Of like, I'm not gonna like. I just wonder because they did cover some dark stuff. They literally had Peacemaker. Like, yeah, it was his brother, but like punch a kid and this kid die on screen. Like this show ha- is kind of hidden a lot of dark stuff in there so i don't think so but waller is that type of character in the comic books that will you know cut you down or find some sort of way so i feel like i don't know what the repercussions are but i feel like either way she will be probably the one of the main villains or at least more of an antagonist next season which i want because we don't like amanda waller is or i guess i should say um oh god why am i forgetting her name she's like greatest actress in the world like you could make that argument oh my god why can't i who plays amanda waller someone look it up for me i don't know that chick from from (gasps) scary movie (laughs) not her oh man why can't i can't think of the name at all right now it's gonna be delayed after we find yeah but viola davis viola davis thank you you could make an argument that she's the best actress in the world right now and more of her is great and more of her is Waller. Oh, as far But we could just be lying to delay every time we just be like, oh, we beat you. But oh, it's um, delayed. <laughs> yeah, we'll see here. 
Uh, Family Boy says that kissing scene of her and the fiance was lingering. I thought the fiance was going to bite the bullet. She still might. I think that that scene went on a little too long, but I also think James Gunn just likes to do that for a lot of spins. A lot, a lot of spins. <laughs> busy. But James Gunn is a guy that just likes to poke the bear. So if there's anybody that's watching this show that is like Peacemaker's dad, it's like I just want to see my superhero stuff. No, I don't want no gay people on my screen. James Gunn's like, yeah, we're gonna have a full minute scene of these girls making out. So buckle up, and then they get mad and they tweet about it, and then they come back next season. So. Um, anything else specifically we want to talk about before the big surprise of any characters, any moments we haven't touched upon? Nope. I'm all good. Oh, all right. Maybe so I that's... guess, uh, Goff. That was, uh, right. Yeah. He, he survived, which was surprising. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like next season he will take over another body again and he's going to be a recurring character. And I like that. I really like that moment when he's like, oh, and you fed me and you took care of me. Like, I mm-hmm. see there's more to you. So I was caught off guard by it, but I like it. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. Again, he's just kind of secretly keeping this butterfly, but I guess it might be the last of its breed now, right? Or last of its kind, I guess. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. I'm very similar with you. Uh, I'm curious how much of that jelly uh, Peacemaker's just got, right? Because he doesn't have his cow anymore. So it's it's pretty limited amount of food that the butterfly can actually mm-hmm. eat now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he at least stuck around. And there was at least something that came out of all that bonding time that they spent. Because they didn't have to do all that. It could have just been a waste, but it wasn't. So that's nice. I imagine they've got barrels and like barrels and gallons like true i guess if it's just one butterfly yeah yeah so i i would think that they probably are stockpiled for a good amount of time probably at least a few decades but that's uh, all season two i would say a few decades like they were pumping that cow right up to like what if they lost that in an explosion true but you have to think like how many years of stockpiling they did beforehand right however long they've been on the earth like they've clearly been stockpiling warehouses like the one that they attacked when they shot all those other butterfly workers right they had like giant vats full of it so you have to imagine there's probably dozens of dozens of those all across the world so i think there's like a fair assumption that they'll be able to stick around for a while but there is that unyielding end uh, to their their civilization now which it made me feel a little depressed to be honest coming out like it was very heavy just thinking like wow this is a lot of weight to this end and this is just an entire they killed a bunch of our people yeah but they did it uh you know for the right reason i guess oh you could my say, god right? i i i, okay, I did you know <laughs> yeah did you not hear her her case that she made? It was a very very compelling case because humanity is just on this downward trend of putting you know political and money over all these other survivalistic approaches. So what this do they do? Such they're an trying to, conversation. They're trying to take over. Too, they're but... trying to take over humans and direct us on a path that is more of surviving and not being on this like greedy trend of so you, financial. So, gain. so you agree with the villain in this show. <laughs> I wouldn't even say they're necessarily the villain. You know, they're, <laughs> okay, they were, do you agree with the butterfly? I, I feel like I kind of do. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, it was a, a sacrifice they were willing to make to ensure that the human species could carry on and exist and not fall the same fate as their planet. It's not like Thanos where you're just trying to eliminate everyone. This was like, hey, some people are obviously going to die because they're resisting you know, everything's staying as it can be and be growing to be better instead of the earth just, 
you know, going in. Anyways, after nine story, after nine story. <laughs> uh, as I said, I think the villains had some great points. I'm just surprised you also feel they make some great points. But I, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll make a comeback next season. You know, but I think that Butterfly is gonna come and help out John Cena at some point. I guess who knows? Um, anything else? All right, we're going to take our last ad break and then let's get to the main event because we got lots to talk about. It's not just a surprise because we've all known, but there's lots of conversations because I've seen so much talked about this today, good and bad and just questions and everything. So lots of angles. So we will be right back and we're about to talk about the Justice League. And we're back. Kirkland was taking that ad break. Did you see him? His eyes were like so close in the camera. He's like, I don't want to. I. It, it's nice when I have the exact number, not ish. All right, right makes ish. it so much easier. You just gotta. All you gotta scroll is look for the silence, and it's there. No, yeah, there's so many times where we talk, and then there's a, there's the silence. Yeah, oh, exactly. whatever. Anyways, let's talk about Justice League because I could be playing Fries and Dawn right now, but you know, fucking Taylor had to play hide the zucchini or something. I made it on time. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so they save the. Arguably, say the world will get that another day. Either way, they kill the bad guys. They're trying to get hardcore to a hospital, everything like that. <coughs> oh God, excuse me. Trying to get a hardcore to a hospital, everything like that. And John Cena has her picked up. They're walking. They're a unit. Here we go. End of the finale. It's gonna be great. But then in the distance, well, first you just hear some like whooshes and stuff like that. You're like, oh, wonder what's going on here. Like, what? Who could this be? Or what could it be? And then in the distance, you see the silhouettes of certain characters. And these characters are Superman, Arthur Curry's Aquaman, Barry Allen's Flash, and Diana Prince's Wonder Woman. Now, you see these, you know, silhouettes. And fun joke where Peacemaker's like, you're fucking late. You know, you missed it all, which is great because they weren't around Suicide Squad. And then they're here. So it's almost great that you know they're probably going to get the credit. But as he's walking away these characters start to turn and I was fascinated because I'm like, man, they did a really good deep fake or whatever effects on Jason Momoa. Cause that looks like he's actually there, but then these motherfuckers turn, they're in the light and they're talking and dialoguing. And you got, <laughs> uh, Oh, a oh, peacemaker's kind of like, Oh, what? You got too busy fucking a fish. And <laughs> Arthur, Arthur's like, man, I hate that rumor. And then Barry goes, well, it's, it's true. And then just, again, all the, the James Gunn hate that he must have to Flash is he's channeling me because then Aquaman just goes, <laughs> fuck you, Barry. And then they move away. But there's lots to talk about with the scene. But what did you guys think about? We, we've talked about this so much as far as on newscasts and in separate uh, reviews where people brought up, who could we see? Will we see any Justice League member? Yada, yada. Like, we've talked about this quite a bit. And I'm somebody where I always say, Travis, told you. I was completely wrong because I thought I won't say no chance, never say never, but I thought one if we did get anything, it would have been like the silhouette. I would have never thought there'd be actually footage of them filming new stuff like dialogue. Sure, it's quick, but it's still something. I still would have thought gun in the head, absolutely not. So Kirkland Patzer, what do you think about seeing the Justice League? Yeah, that definitely uh <laughs> kind of blew my mind. Um immediately I knew what all like the controversy was with all these leaks <laughs> not even leaks i guess just spoilers um yeah it was a big deal because you know I, I was watching this episode earlier and shade does not like the show so i she was kind of like doing her own thing but then she just got a glimpse and like it, it even caught her attention when she came over and was like what the hell what's going on here like why are these people in this show mm -hmm. so it's it's a pretty big deal when someone like that that you know has no interest with peacemaker at least took like just stopped to be like oh my god okay is this is this a dc show it's like yeah where have you been <laughs> um <laughs> but no it's it, it was crazy because i was really expecting just some weird 
some weird silhouettes not actually seeing the characters at all but when i actually like heard momoa's voice i was i was very surprised uh yeah at first it was a funny joke with peacemaker just reacting to them being there but i mean i would definitely want more interaction there especially with just all the jokes that have been going around uh of him just you know targeting different members of the justice league whether it's rumors with what this this episode was was green arrow is that his name yeah or make green arrow. Arrow joke about having a big butthole yeah, and then like throughout, just you know, Diana, I, F, and M, <laughs> Superman. There's just been so many jokes with those characters. I was hoping for a little bit more interaction, but I guess beggars can't be choosers. It was pretty cool that they at least made it there, and you know, even if that's the last of we get them in the show, I think it was it was a fun, clever thing to do because it, it again just ties the whole universe together. Mm-hmm. Tayfield, I was just blown away. I'm I'm glad that you dropped this that spoiler warning because this was definitely not at all what I was expecting. And it was like you said, one of those things where I'm kind of thinking like, oh, is this gonna be just a deep fake? Did they get the Mark Hamill deep fake guy over at mm-hmm. DC now? Like what's going on? And I think it was a it was a great setting to kind of play with it because Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, they didn't have to ha- have those two uh, two actual figures there, but there's just the sh- the dark and the fog was kind of covering their faces, which was great. And then you have, you know, the Flash and Aquaman. And as soon as we get that scene when they walk past them and Aquaman turns, like, holy shit, it's actually Jason Momoa. Yeah. This is actually super cool. What a nice surprise. And then sure enough, yeah, then there's actually Ezra Miller there, Barry, Barry Allen. And I just thought when <laughs> he drops that line and then Aquaman's like, fuck you, Barry. I was like, holy shit, I was taken aback. Like, wow, this is like, this is cool. Like, I, I would never see in the MCU one of my, you know, like superheroes on screen say like fuck you iron man or like something like that oh deadpool so, you might get your shot right if that that's does true that, that's yeah. very true it's um, kevin feige fuck you iron yeah. man so <laughs> it was just it was i know kind of like refreshing yeah i know it was just kind of refreshing just to get that dose and that's something i, I think uh i think that dc can really kind of like take like take charge with and kind of run with at this point in time that's just yes we have that with deadpool but just mm-hmm. uh, you know avengers justice league we got justice league doing it first just dropping like f-bombs and stuff and like insulting each other it's just very cool to get that kind of james gunn-esque twist to it so well plus remember too batman did that last year in the snare cup where he, said he was gonna fucking kill the joker you know and that's uh they, they've had that happen but that, that's a bit more different and this is something i want to point out because it's such a cool fact so Bob says the first official marvel scene of the dcu so how the scene came about was so the guy that's playing Mern, he is the villain in Guardians Galaxy 3. But in order to get that role, he had to do a screen test. So they are on set, and Warner Brothers slash DC let James Gunn and the crew there shoot a screen test of the actor to send over to Marvel. So they owed them one. So this scene of uh, Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller was actually shot on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with Marvel. <laughs> a Marvel crew shot That's this crazy. for them so they could send over. And this is where, and we've always said this before, but if anyone ever thinks there's legitimately like a real feud between like Marvel and DC's company, stuff like that, they 
Feige allowed his team to literally shoot a scene of the Flash and Aquaman and send it over to Warner Brothers to use. And it, that's such a cool fact that they like filmed that as like an IOU of like, okay, yeah, you did the screen test for us, so we'll you film this cameo, and I guess it just worked out set wise. They could come down there. I doubt it happened, but man, I hope there's some fucking set photos of like imagine the Guardians of the Galaxy and then like those two suited up together. I yeah. doubt that. I guarantee you they did on off time stuff, but that would have been so fucking cool if they found a way to be like, hey. Let's just do a photo of like Aquaman with the Guardians Galaxy, especially because Jason Momoa auditioned for Drax and he turned it down because he said he wanted a leading role. Like he felt like it was too set. So that I doubt happened, but still, just a very cool like history moment of like Marvel filmed a DC scene and sent what, it to him. What do you think uh, Feige is going to get in return? He's just going to pull one of those. No, he like, already got it already. That was oh, the screen test. It. That's why. Were you not listening? I didn't understand like why the screen test was like a because, big thing. Compared well, because to they need because if they don't get a screen test, they're not going to prove this guy being the villain of Guardians Galaxy three. So it's mm. like, okay, we'll do a screen test. Well, how could we do that? Instead of them having to use their own money, they're already on a set. But uh, they would have oh, to get I approval. See. James Gunn couldn't just use DC's money and be like, hey, I also shot a screen test for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I hope that's cool. Like, they had to approve it. So that's why Marvel, that's James Gunn said that Marvel actually owed them one. So that's how that happened. Mm. So, you know, one day we'll get that movie. But anyway, so this is, it's interesting for a few things because, and I actually, as Bob's pointing this out, I've only seen people reacting to it. I've not actually seen too many tweets of discourse for DC reach peak Star Wars levels of toxicity today. I don't see it. I imagine it's just that one Justice League's not being used by Snyder, so people are pissed. I imagine it's tough because it, it is true, and we're going to talk about this, but there's two members missing from this. And this has been, and there's kind of two coins I have this. So Batman wasn't there and Cyborg wasn't there. Taylor Field, what Fuck. is your. What? Oh, I was going to say, like, let me let me guess. I was going to pick Batman, but I totally far forgot about Cyborg. I was going to say Shazam. <laughs> let you guess. I thought you would have just known that he was part of the Justice League. But why do you think those members weren't there, Taylor? Oh, I don't want to get like political here but like it's because warner brothers just has this kind of feud going on with uh cyborg like the actor i imagine so that's how i read it okay okay i'm not the only one yeah as far as the batman goes i think they don't want to kind of steer people away like they want people to think hey don't look at ben affleck as batman at this time you Mm -hmm. know we got robert pattinson's batman coming out in like two weeks he needs to be he you know focus on him and so. Michael Keane will be replacing him. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if let's see, people supposedly respect Ben Affleck and Ray Fisher, but get mad when they don't show up in a Warner Brother movie. Well, it's it's so tough because and I'm kinda of crackling off here, but I'm just responding, I suppose, where to me I saw about those Hines all day because it's interesting as far as okay, so you're replacing the word is right now, Ben Affleck's getting replaced by Keaton in the fall, right? They're gonna do a switcheroo, change the universes, yada yada yada. Okay, cool. So it's weird, and this is why Heinz had brought this up to me, and I went the complete direction, other direction. And I had seen some other people in my timeline say the same thing, where he's like, well, they showed Cavill's silhouette, but, you know, it's still Cavill's Superman, so that gives us hope that could be, you know, him eventually again. To me, I go, I was the opposite. This is Shazam all over again, where they hit his face. Again, you could make that case for Wonder Woman, but it's such a messy issue where it's like, okay, if Batman is getting replaced in the fall, the rumor is, Cavill's also getting replaced in the fall by Supergirl, right? So why would you have Superman's silhouette there? Like, and obviously you wouldn't have Supergirl in this moment because she's not there yet. But 
why would you have that there and it is interesting my answer and it's a lame answer but my answer is just warner brothers a fucking mess and they never know what they're doing they're just trying to get some semblance i literally think that they went okay james gunn literally said that they he wrote this in the script and he said like flew under the radar and then dc eventually caught i was like oh wait you're planning on doing what and then they had conversations he said about it what i guarantee you is hey i want to use the just league for this joke it'd be fun could i get any members they figure that out i think warner brothers went sure but we don't want you to use cyborg because the obvious yeah political issues no we're not going to do that even though you could just done a silhouette it doesn't really make much sense when you did a silhouette of wonder woman superman but okay you don't want to do that and batman i think batman's just this weird rule of like they like to be very superstitious with them we talked about a story like less than a year ago of they want to do a joke on harley quinn about him eating pussy and they're like well batman doesn't do that he, he can't be doing that so it's like and even james gunn said that when they made that joke about batman not killing people and he was acting like a pussy that was like the only joke warner brothers had a problem with warner brothers is very particular with batman and they're very careful with batman are they over careful yeah it wouldn't matter if you saw a silhouette but i literally think they went cyborg no because political and batman no we don't want him part of this show just because he's batman and he's on a higher tier that's what i legitimately think i know people are reading so much into why is this character here why is this character there why is cavill there but he's not there i literally just think it's those two reasons and it's just warner brothers is going to be warner brothers you know kirkham what did you take into like cavill being silhouetted no batman no cyborg because you know like wonder woman's silhouetted but we've not heard anything of her being replaced they're making a wonder woman 3 so it's like that's where there's a lot of mixed signals going on with this mm -hmm. scene of like yeah it's a fun scene but people still i think if it was just everyone was silhouetted and you got momoa and ezra people would be like oh those are the only two they could get but the fact that it's you know two are silhouetted two are alive and then two are missing it's a it is a weird like you can see why people are the theory crafting's going on like okay what's going on here yeah fair i i i think i like your pitch uh i think i would put my chips on that one where you know like we're getting aquaman 2 like pretty damn soon um this year we already, yeah 10 same months thing away with the flash so it, it it really makes sense that we are seeing them because they mm -hmm. are you know, like they have properties coming out of warner brothers like this year um yeah wonder woman you know very like uh i'd say successful financially like <laughs> series that you know out of those two movies the first one's phenomenal second one not so much but i'm sure it still made a lot of money um and just a very like rich ip so people could make an argument of like well why aren't they just showing gal since that is their gal to have in the wonder woman uh, role but mm -hmm. I, I i think it's still really ways away uh oh yeah that. it's it's probably yeah. like the earliest what would you that's like earliest would probably be 2024 and that's the earliest yeah. and I then imagine. and then everything that you said also on like cavill unknown no reason to really show him to show the silhouette and then ray fisher totally agree with you it's probably too political and then batman they just yeah, I I think they were they were okay with just having these four. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm one that I really didn't think too much of it. It was just like, oh, okay, Aquaman talked, Barry talked. That's fun. Um, I noticed that Cyborg and Batman wasn't there, but I, I didn't really think too much of it. I'm like, it's it's Peacemaker. Uh, it <laughs> you know, like maybe if this was just as like the movie, and then they just mm -hmm. don't even talk about it, and like Batman's just not there. It's just like, oh, okay, well, what, what, like, what's the reasoning there? But I didn't really uh, get impacted too much by it. Well, no, and I think you brought up a good point. Like, they have those projects coming up, and I guess people, because uh, Clay brought this up of uh, he's doing in a bunch of like the triggered uh, we want directors have creative freedom and stuff like that. 
if people have problem with like the 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 jokes and stuff like that, I can go like that. All depends on your humor, right? I remember the lead up to the Snyder Cup when they're like, "Oh, Batman's gonna drop an f bomb." Like, "Oh man, this is Snyder being really dude bro." Like, I'm gonna make sure Batman says "fuck," and I was like, ah, "I don't know if I'm gonna like this." And then when he did, I was like, "Oh, this made sense." And like people, I, I one thing I saw like, "Oh, this is not how they act." It's just like. This is just a one little scene in Peacemaker that's really not going to mean anything. It's more a payoff because you know what it does mean is, yes, like Kurgan said, they're promoting two projects, Aquaman and Flash. Got two big movies coming out in less than 11 months, right? But also, as I when I tweeted this out, this was like, uh, I don't know, the episode's almost been out in a few hours. It's been out for a full day. Peacemaker is still trending online. You know why it's trending online? Is because this shit. You know why the fucking Mando season two finale was trending so long? Because of Luke Skywalker. And this is their Luke Skywalker. You know, like this is like a huge thing. It's the same way of like Kingpin show up in Hawkeye. I don't think that's as huge, but if we were to, it's funny that in DC, the Justice League showed up on a streaming service before the Avengers. But if you had one of the main, you know, like everyone was talking about Doctor Strange is going to be in the finale, WandaVision, blah, blah, blah. If you have one of those happen in, you know, Disney Plus in the future, you can make the argument of, like, Loki as a main character. But I mean, like, one of those main surprises, it just goes like, okay, this is a huge moment. And Marvel's done similar things. They will. Now, this was DC's. And just like your example with Shay, that people now, if they didn't even hear about this show, think about this. Obviously, who knows what's canon between the Justice League and the Snyder Cup. But either way, the last time we saw them in the theaters was in what 2017 this is there and then you got the snare cup but this is their next appearance in the canon is in peacemaker this will get if peacemaker was not on your list which right now it's the best reviewed dcu project as far as run mails it's like the number one show on hbo max it's doing well for a show that supposedly people did not want it's doing well this even boosts it anymore because if you hear oh man Justice League was in that. Sure, it's a quick scene, but one, you're going to go watch it because now it's like, oh, it is a part of that DC universe. They are trying to, I think they are, and I want them to, they are trying to do the MCU crossing over things again. Like they're dabbling back into it. Hopefully it goes well this time because I'd want a DC universe again. I want both, but. I think the thing is now is you had this happen and you know there's so many people back to my spoilers of oh damn I missed I didn't know that was going to happen that's really cool I should have been watching Peacemaker so when mm-hmm. Peacemaker season 2 comes out you'll remember why I should have watched this right they fucking had the Justice League in there and now I feel like not saying they're going to pop all the time but now since you it's a Pandora's box I could see one of these characters popping up again cuz they they let him do it, even if it was Batman Cyborg. They still let him do enough to have not just the silhouette. The silhouettes could have been like, okay, that's fine. But to have actual dialogue and actors, that's where it's like, oh, shit, they let him do that. So I feel like having the Justice League in there just props up the show that much more of this season than future seasons of being like, like when we... When this show started, when we went back and forth, like, hey, are we going to review this weekly? And we decided to. If we would have knew this beforehand, we'd be like, oh, of course. If Justice League is going to be like, we have to because that's a big deal. Now I feel like this gets the show even more so, like, for season yeah. two on the big deal. Where before, I think it was kind of under the radar, Peacemaker, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You brought up a lot of great points. Uh, let's see. Uh, Family says, these are fictional characters that anyone can be. You just have to put the silhouette and leave it at that. Uh, Peacemaker Season 2 have Cavill and Godot and Flash and Aquaman in the silhouette. Or Flash and Aquaman. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, 
a friend watched the entire season last week to prepare for the finale just because of word of mouth. And word of mouth has been great, I think, for this show. I think it's just been gaining more and more. There's people that don't like mm-hmm. it, but I don't think they're – I think they were already not liking it. Or it's just like they don't like it, but it's not their cup of tea, and they they moved on. They're like, ah, it's not my thing. But, uh, oh, shit, I can't remember what else I was going to say. It was something about the silhouette, I thought, and everything. But um, – no, I can't remember. You guys have any other points on the silhouette, the Justice League, the future of the Justice League? So, like, clearly this still means they they, they at some point want to make a Justice League, too. You know, they they, they it was a messy situation, but... I, at some point, maybe, but I think at this point, like, spiritually, they just kind of can live on through other mediums. I think kind of, like... Really? To, I think so. To kind of, like, piggyback on what you were saying, their use in this was great because... Like you said, it's going to put this show on the map and have people think like, oh, you know, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. Justice League is associated with this. That's great. It's kind of like, hey, we're going to put like the, you know, you were using Star Wars as a reference, but hey, you put Luke Skywalker into like the Mandalorian. You put like Luke Skywalker into like The Force Awakens. Everyone's going to be so fixated on it, but you use it, the characters in the right kind of way where it's not going to take over from the the highlight of the other characters you're not going to just disregard peacemaker and be like oh aquaman and barry allen you're just gonna you're gonna get that little bit of dosage of them that just puts it on the map and still be really jazzed on the characters and the storylines that you've got where you'll come back for that second season and really enjoy it so i think it was well done so Taylor, you said someday so uh, let me give this bet to you i'm gonna give this quick one too you do you think in the next five years we'll get another justice league movie because uh, I'm a full on yes. I think that's the whole reason they're starting this. You're gonna have Batgirl's new memory. You're gonna have Supergirl. You're gonna have Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, or the Justice Rock. League with the same actors and actresses. Yeah, or? with with Momoa back and Ray Ezra Fisher. back. Ray, and well, ben no, in there, no, but that's no, be, no, because that they're gonna replace him with Keaton. They're gonna. I've said this before. Batgirl will be the new Bat character on Justice League. That's what they will do. They'll have her be that. And if Cavill doesn't come back, it'll be Supergirl. So I'm just saying, I think a new Justice League in this world, whoever the players are, it doesn't have to be the exact same roster. But you don't think they're going to do it anytime soon? Because I think, I think next five years, within five right. years, you could mm. you could see it with how much they're pushing. But I I mean. That being said, like I'll, I'll agree with you, but I won't be surprised if we don't see it. I feel like their whole narrative they're kind of pushing for is just kind of focusing on this new Batman trilogy, focusing on setting up these new characters in their own kind of elements and doing different storylines like the shows and stuff. I don't necessarily feel like they're going to be running to get a new Justice League when they can just do what they excel at, which is their own you know, birds of prey kind of like different adaptations and storylines. So it's funny that you say running. If that's the case, why are they doing a Flashpoint movie where they're going to reboot and fix a bunch of stuff and introduce a new Batman? When they could just ignore Affleck's Batman and be like, oh, we're just going to do Wonder Woman, just going to do Flash. Why even replace him with Michael Keaton? Why even bring a Supergirl? They're, they, they're doing a whole movie that is like, ah, we're going to change some things. That like, to me shows they got plans. Why replace Ben Affleck with Michael Keaton? Yeah, because if you're saying like I think because use... Michael Ke- or Ben Affleck just wants out, he retired no, but his. Bat then why not and... just do just pass it, and you don't need to do other Batman movies, right? That's the thing. But I mean, why make... why bring in Keaton then? Why not just use Pattinson altogether? Be- well, because Pattinson's in a different universe, and they, in my theory, they want to make another Justice League movie, so you need a Batman character. But Affleck doesn't want to do it, so 
Keaton is the next best option or a Batgirl Keaton combo. Why would Keaton be the next best option? Wouldn't it make sense to set up okay Rob Patterson's Batman and then have no. them tackle that universe? Because so Matt Reeves has said he does not want to do any of that. He wants to do his own thing. So he's off the table. Patterson's off the table. So you'd have to go either you recast and get a new Batman or you go with someone in the past and Michael Keaton's the e to me Can the Reeves obvious make play. that call if it's if it's not his IP technically. Well, that's Warner but that's Brothers. what he's that's why he said the only way he would do the trilogy or do this movie, but to me it's probably the trilogy is if it would be its own thing and they agreed to it and it's its own thing. And in interviews he stated that this is not going to be its own thing. And Bale back, I ju- I think as much as I love Bale, I think Keen does have more stock because of the nostalgia of he hasn't played this role since 1992. He is a first theatrical Batman. I think Keen, with him training Batgirl, is the smart play. Not George Clooney? No, I don't think that's the smart play. I don't think George would want to do that either. No, no, no. <laughs> what about you, Kirkland? When do you see another... Like, Do you think there's a Justice League brewing? Because like, obviously this appearance will create that conversation of, like, okay, when could we see them next? And if so, when? Yeah, next five years. I, I think I would I would take that bet. Um, Suck it, Taylor. <laughs> I just... I, I think with all, like all these new characters that are coming into... Uh, like... Yeah, sort of replace the old cast. Like I, I don't think that timing is is out of the ordinary or anything like that. Like it's definitely planned. Um, and I, I think, I think it's, I think the fans are due for a, like a, a new, fresh Justice League. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say next five years. Plus, like I, I guarantee you, I know lots of people have seen the Snyder Cup, but there's still some people that haven't. And even then, it's the same crew. Twenty seventeen, what that is now. Fuck, that's five years ago now since we've had a Justice League movie, you know? And I think they do kind of want to... They want to redo, and as much as people might hate to say it, they do want their Avengers. They do want a movie that comes out, makes a, is a fucking guaranteed billion dollars. You had BVS <laughs> that didn't make a billion dollars, then you had Justice League that had a billion dollars. That stung, and I think that's why they did their Birds of Prey and Jokers. But once they see stuff like Endgame and No Way Home, and even though they are planning on bringing Keaton back, I just mean, like, they they know of, like, what a successful connected universe can, it can bring you, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that they, they do want that. And I think in November, you're going to see a lot of big setup for that. And uh, Warner Brothers says, Clay says, Warner Brothers thinks taking five steps forward is the same as taking five steps forward. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you meant, though, Clay. Flashpoint is their way to get back to phase one. A hundred percent, but like, hey, I give that. Uh, let's see <laughs> if it works. It works. I always use Days of Future Past as the example. Days of Future Past set up X Men perfectly. Now what happened was the sequels after not so good, and it kind of yeah. There you go, Clay. Five steps forward is back is what you meant to say. I was like, <laughs> that's why they're confused, you know. But um, <laughs> no, I I think we'll talk about that all in November. So. Kirk and Patzer, what would you rate Peacemaker? Yeah, I um, I think I'm going to give it a 7.75. Uh, not not quite enough to bring it to an 8. I, I think there are some moments that is, I don't know, not heavily invested in, but that's, you know, that's a solid score for for what I, kind of what I was expecting going into the show. I think I was surprised. I, I got, you know, the humor hit me uh, really well, and I think I got a lot more just touching, emotional character moments than I was expecting, and that was that was a pleasant surprise. And Justice League cameo at the end, that was lots of fun. So, yeah, all in all, uh, fantastic show. I'm excited for season two. I'm surprised. That was lower than I thought. 
Slower? Than yeah. yeah. I'll bring it up because I'll go one point further. I'll go an 8.5. So that's just like just rocking underneath that. Oh, like, it's 7.75. So you're not quite a full Okay. Point, sorry. Right? I thought you said 7.5. But just under that like A, like an A rating. I can't give it that because I had, you know, some of better than others. There's some stuff even this finale. I went, oh, I was missing that or that was lacking or that was a little rush. But still, again, for a finale, it stuck the landing. It made me excited for the future. But it also just brought closure to what we got. I had a hell of a good time. I'm excited because Emily hasn't watched it, so I'm excited to watch it again with her and just certain moments is like what we laughed about today. So, yeah, an 8.5 for me for Peacemaker. And uh, don't know when we'll get season two, but I'm excited to see what they do. I am. I'm probably going to drop it a 7.75 like you, Kirk. I think that's Ooh. actually a really, actually a really perfect number for this. this nice. This DC show. Haters. Um, it. <laughs> It was it way higher, me, and then I saw Momoa, and I just brought it right down. <laughs> it, it it made me laugh. It had a lot of good humorous moments. There's there's some humor that was like perfect and had me going, but it, there was there were some jokes that I liked. I I was caught off guard by some of the characters and the developments of certain things. How the story kind of changed pace, just getting aliens in there, just kind of caught me off guard, which I really, but I enjoyed it. I like getting the Justice League, and there are many other elements that really kind of caught me by surprise. So it, it's not like a perfect show, but it's definitely on that, like the cusp and that higher end of being up in that, like the A, A plus kind of zone for me for, for a show. So I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with the ending we got, especially the fact that it's left open and we got that confirmation of a sequel second season, which is absolutely fantastic. So I'm looking very much forward to it and I'm glad we reviewed this show because I know mm-hmm. at first we were kind of like not sure yeah. if we were going to do it or not. <laughs> No, I'm glad we did it too. And uh, another thing talking about DC, I'm excited to consume as they just released the Catwoman theme for the Batman. So I'm going to do that. So, yeah. When's the Penguins theme coming out? Cause uh, he doesn't get one. Guys. He says he only has like 15 minutes of screen time. It's just like, <laughs> I'm the Penguin. Raw fish. But, uh, or raw dog and fish. Raw right dog, right fish. Raw <laughs> dog and fish. Uh, but uh, yes, that is Peacemaker. We have reviewed it all. We'll be back next week, this weekend. Tons of stuff dropping, like I said at the beginning. Just subscribe, and I promise you, and I'll be boring. <laughs> What are you laughing at? How does he get his name? You raw dog's fish. <laughs> Bye-bye. I forgot about that.